Welcome to the Don't HR Alone podcast, your daily source for news and updates relevant to the HR profession. We bring you weekly interviews with HR leaders, CEOs, and small business owners, along with our daily updates. Each day, you can tune in for updates by following us on the social media of your choice. We post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also subscribe by going to don'thralone.com. And our show is on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Don't HR Alone number 45. My name is Rami Alijil, and today we're going over to two things. Uh, first, there's a new safe driving kit from the National Safety Council, which aims to drive down car crashes. It's actually a really cool uh, kit. I wouldn't normally bring it up, but uh, it's got a lot of good pieces to it. We're going to go very briefly over it. The link to download everything's on our website. Next up, we got a really good user-submitted question about Form 5500s. Now, I recognize lots of our listeners don't quite have 100 employees yet, but we have lots of nonprofit organizations, and nonprofits are often required to file these even at much smaller sizes. So we're going to go over this. Uh, we're going to talk about the eligibility for those and what you need to put on them. Okay. Uh, by the way, that's for people who offer benefits, and normally you have more than 100 employees or government and nonprofit. Okay. First up, the safe driving kit from the National Safety Council. The National Safety Council has released a first-of-its-kind safe driving kit to help employers eliminate the number one cause of workplace death car crashes. The Safe Driving Kit, which has a link on our website, is sponsored by Wheels, Inc., and I don't know who they are, but they're a free online tool built to create safer roads and protect employees through multimedia resources uh, and engaging web- um, engaging materials. That's what the kit is. Free online tool, lots of uh, multimedia resources and engaging materials. The kit addresses the key contributors to car crashes, including distraction, alcohol and other drugs, fatigue and seatbelt abuse. It also brings attention to life-saving technology that can prevent car crashes during a time when motor vehicle deaths spike in part due to summer travel. Car crashes cost employers upwards of 68 billion dollars in comprehensive costs every year. Workplace policies and employer encouragement engagement can help reduce crashes and promote health and wellness on and off the job. The safe driving kit that's online includes videos, fact sheets and FAQs, mythbusters, infographic posters, survivor anecdote stories, uh, activities and ready-made communications to engage and educate employees, and links to safe driving resources, including some sample policies. If you need some help on that, we can help you with the employee handbook book side, the training side. We've actually got some safe driving uh, training on our LMS that's pretty freaking awesome if you can, if you want to reach out to us and set something up. In the meantime, uh, we got a user-submitted question. This is a complicated one, so I, I gave us a lot of time to work on it. Question. Our company offers two medical plans, each with a different carrier. One of our medical plans had 45 employees enrolled as of January 1, which is their plan year start date. The other plan had 60 employees enrolled, so that's 105 people. There are 115 employees enrolled in the dental plan, okay? If we don't have 100 and more employees enrolled in either medical plan, do we have to include medical on our Form 5500? The medical plan must also be included. If the medical plan must also be included, can we combine both medical and dental on the same 5500? 
Okay. Good questions. So uh, Title I of ERISA requires certain employee health and welfare benefit plans, which are people, companies, or organizations that have benefit plans, to file a Form 5500 and any applicable schedules. The obligation applies to large plans, quote-unquote, which are those plans with 100 or more covered participants as of the beginning of the plan year, and certain small plans, those with fewer than 100 participants, including small funded plans, which are not not self-funded plans. Funded plans are plans that typically have a trust or separately maintain fund to hold plan assets. Not going to see them very often. Um, so anyway, but the, for funded plans and also small plans that are required to file a Form M1, which is uh, for multi-employer welfare arrangements. Uh, and it's kind of an unusual thing, but if you're maybe part of a larger set of groups, that kind of thing, we actually have a, a doctor's office that does that. They're with a bunch of other doctor's offices that they get their benefits through. And uh, because of that, they're on a they're on a multi-employer welfare arrangement. And because of that, they have to file a Form 5500, even though there's only 13 people on the plan. In this context, participants, that 100 limit means employees or former employees, such as former employees who elected COBRA benefits, but does not include spouses or dependents. I get that question a lot. We, we reached 100 people on our plan, but you only have 45 employees and a lot of kids, so that doesn't count. Uh, there are other exceptions to the Form 5500 requirement for certain large and small plans, including but not limited to governmental plans, certain plans for select management or highly compensated employees, certain plans participating in group insurance arrangements, and apprenticeship and training plans meeting certain requirements. So if you fall into any of those, uh, you don't you don't necessarily have to file this. You may have to file something different, but you don't have to file the Form 5500. Going to the submitter's question, the general rule is one Form 5500 for each insurance contract. So you have uh, three insurance contracts here, two medical and one dental, and you want to know if you have to file, do you have to file one for each, uh, or do you file one altogether, and do you have to file for the medical at all? One exception to the uh, one form for each insurance contract applies when two contracts are for the same type of benefit being offered. In this case, you have two insurance contracts with two different carriers, but both are for a medical benefit. Here, the Department of Labor would likely determine that you should combine the participants in both plans to determine whether it is a large plan. Since you had more than 100 participants enrolled on your medical benefit, the combined total for both plans being 105, as at the beginning of the plan year, then you would likely need to file a Form 5500 for your your medical benefits. So one for medical, one for dental. But there's one more exception to the one form 5500 for each insurance carrier general rule, which is when an employer decides to combine all ERISA benefits into a single welfare benefit plan through a wrap document. A wrap document serves as the plan's written plan document required under ERISA. Like other plan documents, the wrap document can specify terms of the plan not otherwise expressed in the insurance contracts, primarily eligibility requirements for the different benefit offerings, and assists an employer with meeting its ERISA obligations. If the employer offers different types of benefits, such as medical and dental, and wants to bundle them into one plan, then the employer is required to have a wrap document. In this case, if you want to file a single 5500 for both your dental and your medical plan, you would just need to have that wrap document in place. So I'm not going to get into too much detail on wrap documents. They're not that complicated. Basically, they spell out what the plans do, how much they cost, how much you charge, who is eligible, and you put all of your benefits in one. Uh, especially if you have voluntary benefits and you wind up with a lot of benefits, an accident plan, a dental plan plan, a vision plan, a, a cancer plan, a life plan, a, on and on and on and on, a major medical plan. 
and you it's very important to wrap them all into one document every year that is your kind of this is our legal document that says what we offer and if you do that then you only have to do one form 5500 if you don't do the wrap document and you don't have to since you just have the two things medical and dental you can actually just file separate 5500s one for the medical one for the dental i hope that was helpful for you who asked the question and for our listeners ladies and gentlemen that's it for episode number 45 of don't hr alone you can like us on facebook Follow us on Twitter. Check me out on LinkedIn at Rami Alijil. We want to help you. Send us your questions. Anything you got, we want to, we want to get involved and, and provide insight and answers. Ladies and gentlemen, go out there. Have a wonderful day. Get your work done.